This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly as the uh, Saints will practice today. We are almost to preseason game number four, which means we're almost to regular season game number one next Sunday. But first, let's just get through this week as the Saints will practice today from 4 to 6 p.m. here in Metairie. And then tomorrow will be a travel day as the Saints head up to Green Bay to take on the Packers. And they'll take on the Packers on Thursday for preseason game number four. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. we got a good show for you today uh, as we will talk fantasy football. Who has done their draft already? Uh, I know I have. I did one last night. I still have a couple more to go. I know a lot of you will wait till preseason game number four is done just to see about injuries, storylines, you know, who's starting, who's not starting. So uh, we're here to help you. We're here to help you with your draft. Free advice today from Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. He'll be on every Tuesday like he was last year as part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. So he'll kind of help you look out for some Saints players to draft, maybe where to draft them as far as rounds, and then also some just generic advice. We're in to take a QB, when to take a running back, do you do it first? What about defenses, kickers, all that stuff? Um, I wish I would have had him last night to help me with my draft, but I think I did okay. Uh, got a couple Saints players, which I'm excited about. Uh, Brandon Cooks I was able to get at wide receiver. I think he's going to have a huge season for the Saints. And I'm not just saying that because I have him on my team. But I think this will be a great year for him. And then I have C.J. Spiller on my bench. So uh, I'm looking forward to those two. And who knows, maybe through trade I get a little bit more. But i um, very excited about that. I'm not going to go through my whole team because no one really cares about that. But uh, you will care about listening to Jake Seeley today as he has some great advice on how to draft your team as uh, fantasy football is uh, almost here next Thursday is game number one between the Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers also we'll talk some NFL storylines today from Jason Cole first time guest on the black and blue report I met him on Sunday at the dome he was uh, here for Bleacher Report he covers the NFL for BleacherReport.com he was there to cover Texans and Saints so I'll ask him what he observed from Sunday's game and also just about some storylines around the NFL what's going on in Washington DC with Kirk Cousins and RG3 and uh, things like that. So a pretty good show today. Also a couple notes as far as roster moves. The NFL rosters need to be cut to 75 by 3 p.m. Central today. And then rosters need to be cut to 53 by 3 p.m. Central on Saturday. So uh, for today's cuts, make sure you log on to NewOrleansSaints.com later on this afternoon so you can find out um, who did not make the team and um, the roster would be narrowed down to 75 players. And again, Keep it locked on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints mobile app this afternoon as uh, Sean Kelly and John DeShazer will have an afternoon wrap presented by Acme Oyster House and uh, full details on how practice went and, of course, media availability with Sean Payton and some of the Saints players. So a good show for you today. Uh, lots of football to get to. And let's start with Jason Cole from Bleach Report. Then we'll get to some fantasy football talk with Jake Seeley. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. 
Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at EnergySavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, we focus so much on the Saints during training camp, we really haven't talked about some of the other storylines going on around the NFL. And to help us out with that, let's welcome in Jason Cole, who covers the NFL for Bleacher Report. Jason, I met you the other day at the Dome, and it's nice to talk to you again. Oh, good to talk to you. What's going on? Not much, Jason. We're just about a... I guess almost a week away from uh, the regular season, but on Sunday you had the chance to watch Texans and Saints from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, I know the starters really didn't get to play that much, but did anything catch your eye about the Saints on Sunday? Uh, they looked deep with quickness. Um, I liked, you know, the receivers looked like they're going to be very fast, aside from just uh, aside from just Cooks. Obviously, you want to see what, when Stoller gets on the field, what kind of impact that he's going to have overall, uh, but. I think that they have a chance to make up for what they what they lost with Graham with the speed to take advantage of how Sean Payton spaces out the field and creates you know creates mismatches and how Breeze can execute that. So I like the, the the group overall. Now last year the NFC South wasn't the greatest division. The Panthers got in with a losing record. Do you see this division being as wide open as it was last season? Yeah, I think it's absolutely wide open. I don't think Tampa can quite get there the first year with Janus Winston. I think that's going to be too big a haul for them to, to jump from last to first in this division. But any of the other three teams, I can make a case for them. I think that Atlanta's probably the weakest of those three because I think that their defense still lacks the kind of players that can change the game. You know, the, X, the guys can change the X's and O's. If they're able to get a lot out of Beasley. That that could change things, but I don't see a lot of depth in terms of pass rushers. Uh, and they only really have one other. You know, maybe Witherspoon and Trufant. Trufant's an excellent player. Witherspoon's probably an above-average player. I just don't see the, the depth of great players on defense. Obviously, Carolina has the best defense and the most complete. If you're going to pick one side of the ball for any of these teams, they have the most complete defense in the entire division, so that could carry them. But the regular season is usually about scoring. And if, so I think if the Saints can score and cover up some of their weaknesses on defense, you know, they don't rush the passer all that well. Um, if they can cover that up with their offense, then they have a chance to win this division. I, I see that. All right, and I know you, we were talking about the preseason a little bit and the starters not playing. Um, a lot seems like a lot of people want the preseason to be 
down to two games maybe instead of four. Do you see that happening anytime soon? And if so, does that mean potentially 18 regular season games? Well, I think that that's not the only solution that you're going to get the owners to agree to. Uh, just remember this, that somehow, some way, the owners want 20 contests. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, right now it's 16 regular season games and it's four preseason games because that's programming. And the networks, you know, they're, they're, their biggest, you know, revenue source, which is television, you know, the broadcast rights, depends on having 20 broadcast, you know, 20 games to, to, to broadcast or 20 weeks of this, essentially. So you can't send that out too much. You can't reduce it down to 18 easily and expect to get, make the same kind of money. Mm-hmm. What, you, what you can do is if you can get to 18 games, you can probably increase the overall revenue by much more than just 11%, you'd probably increase it by 20, 25, maybe even 30%. If you can do that, the question then becomes, with the players, if you increase the salary cap by 20, 25, 30%, can that be enough money for them to agree to play 18 games with some other concession? And I think the answer someday is going to be yes, but someday is probably not going to be for five or six years when the new collective bargaining agreement comes up. Good point there, Jason. We're talking with Jason Cole, who covers the NFL for Bleacher Report. Um, just noticing off preseason games, I know it's kind of hard just based on how many series some of these quarterbacks play, but um, from what you've observed from Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, how have they looked so far? I saw Mariota uh, firsthand uh, last Thursday in uh, Kansas City when Tennessee played against Kansas City. I thought he looked really good. Uh, kept a calm about himself. You know, really hung in there in the pocket. Did a nice job. Now they haven't asked him to do a lot of stuff, but you know he's handled throwing the ball, you know, deep downfield. He's handled making the reads. He's handled the kind of contact that goes with playing there. He's also done it without bailing out of the pocket constantly, like you would sometimes expect of a running quarterback. So he's looked fine. Winston, you know, has had some more problems, but primarily that's because he's been sacked 13 times. I mean, the pass protection has just been terrible for them. So it's hard to get a real grasp on how is Winston playing when he doesn't have a lot of help in the offensive line. Now he's got help in receivers and you know, he can he can get if he can learn to get rid of the ball and not force things downfield, he's got a chance. And I would say, you know, in talking to some of the players on that team, they like Winston. They like the upside. It's just been a little bit of a rough go here, uh, in preseason for him. Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest storylines right now besides Deflategate is in our nation's capital where the Redskins have named Kirk Cousins the starting quarterback. Is the RG3 era in D.C. over? And if so, um, do you see him with another team, maybe the, even this season? Well, not by the beginning of this. Well, I'm trying to figure this one out, and I'm not sure how it's going to go yet. Uh, haven't been able to talk to enough people, but there are a lot of teams that are interested in him. So if Washington decides to let him go or he forces his way out of there, he's going to have another team mm-hmm. that's going to take him and going to be willing to work with him. Is he, the question becomes, does he end up with a team where he can learn how to play quarterback, where he's got the pro- proper teachers, where he's got the proper situation, where he doesn't get distracted? You know, all the things that, you know, you talk about in a quarterback learning how to play the game. And he hasn't learned how to play the game. There are a lot of things in his game he doesn't do well, such as movement in the pocket, such as finding receivers downfield and throwing into tight windows. He had a great rookie year, but that was playing in a read option system that opened up the game and made it easy for him. And eventually, opposing teams adjusted to that, and he needed to learn how to play pocket quarterback, especially as his legs get hurt, 
he hasn't learned to do that yet. He needs to learn that. I do think that he's done in Washington, barring some significant injury to Kirk Cousins. But even then, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of trust between uh, between RG3 and the coaching staff there. Is that the biggest concern with RG3? Is it how he's been playing, or is it his injuries and how he's been injury-prone, the concussion, the knees? That's how he, it's how he plays. Okay. The injuries, he's fine. People don't understand, like, he came from a very simple offense in college at Baylor, mm-hmm. which didn't require the kind of reading of a defense that he has to do at this level. And he doesn't read defenses very well. And the other thing is, all the little subtle movements that you see a quarterback do inside the pocket to find space, like sliding forward or moving a foot or two to the left, he doesn't do that very well. I mean, he doesn't really do it at all because he doesn't understand it because that wasn't what he did. I mean, for him it was, if you don't, if you if you call for a pass at Baylor, you drop back, you don't see it right away, take off and run, and and that was the way that they they operated the offense because he's so incredibly talented. Now blame Baylor for doing that, but it didn't create the guy who was ready to play in the NFL. So it's really more technical stuff at the NFL level than it is physical. Gotcha. That's a good point there from Jason Cole, who covers the NFL for Bleacher Report. Jason, another QB in the news right now. Johnny Manziel, not for his off-the-field issues, but more his health. Um, experiencing elbow soreness, and one team said that that elbow soreness they found out out during draft recaps, basically. Is there any con- Are the Browns, or should they be concerned about the injury to Johnny Manziel? Yeah, sure. I mean, elbows are, you know, elbow injuries are tough, especially if it's something like an ulnar collateral. Now, you don't see that happen with quarterbacks very much because the throwing motion is different. But, you, you know, you want to be you want to be careful with what's going on with his elbow. He's not a very big guy. And so when he throws, you know, he has to torque his body around a lot and has to get a lot of, of um you know, flex out of his arms because, he, again, he's not very big. And so does that put a lot of stress on his elbow? You know, that, I think that's an important thing to figure out along the way, and they want to make sure he's well-rested there. Should be interesting the last couple pre- uh, days for the preseason. We look forward to regular football, I should say, next Thursday. That's Jason Cole, who covers the NFL for Bleach Report. Jason, before I let you go, where can folks find you on Twitter? Uh, Jason Cole, uh, letters B-R. So Jason Cole, Bleacher Report. So Jason, Jason Cole, B-R. All right. Make sure you go find his work on Bleacher Report. And, uh, Jason, I really appreciate you coming on today. No problem. Take care. Thanks. No problem. All right. When we come back, we'll talk fantasy football with Jake Seeley. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. It's that time of year again. The NFL regular season is right around the corner, which means fantasy football is in full swing with drafts going on up until next Thursday's opening night. Just like we did last year, every Tuesday, we'll bring in our fantasy expert to help you with all your fantasy needs. And that expert is, of course, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. He joins us as part of our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, I'm so glad you can join us again for another season, my friend. Yeah, so am I. I I'm ready to keep it rolling. I, I think I have about a dozen drafts in the book and still five more to go. So uh, I don't even know how I'm going to keep track of all of them. I don't know how you do it. I just did one last night, so um, I wish I would have done this segment earlier while I drafted, but I have a couple more left, so hopefully um, you can help me out with some of my leagues. I didn't do too well last year, so I might need your help this year. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, well, let's get started. And uh, One of the things that was different about my league last night, Jake, was I was, I'm in a two-QB league, so it seems like QBs go first in those kind of leagues, but when drafting in a league that only uh, involves one quarterback, is it always best to take a running back with your first pick? What's your strategy for the first round? Uh, it's the strategy of definitely wait on quarterbacks. The two-quarterback league like you played in is the one draft where you can take a quarterback in the first round. And for everybody listening, your average home league will have people probably taking Andrew Luck and or Aaron Rodgers in the first round, if not the first round, early in the second. That's usually what happens. But you just don't need to draft quarterbacks that early. I, I, I'm even on the record as most experts are – if you watch our drafts, quarterbacks don't start coming off the board until like round six just because we all know you can wait on quarterbacks. But And I even love Andrew Luck after the top 20 pick, but you're just not going to get him at that price. So the smarter thing to do is to wait until round seven, eight, nine, because you can still get a Ryan Tannehill, a Matt Ryan, a Cam Newton. Actually, he's even fallen further at this point because of the injury to Kelvin Benjamin. But even Philip Rivers, who regularly is in the top 10, or even at least a QB1 for most of his seasons, you can get very late because people just don't seem to consider him as a QB1. There's so much value that even if you waited down to the 15th quarterback, you talk about Matthew Stafford, Teddy Bridgewater, Colin Kaepernick, you can mix and match every single week. You can just get so much more value taking a running back or a wide receiver for PPR leagues in the first round this year and really build some depth because, unless you're, like I said, unless you're in two quarterback leagues, you just don't need to worry about it. Yeah, so in those first few rounds, and or maybe even the first four or five rounds, you just build that depth of running back and wide receiver. What is your strategy for those first four or five rounds, would you say? I do, but I will say this. is A lot of times I get questions, especially like on Twitter, uh, even on the site at Roto Experts, and people say, should I go wide receiver, wide receiver? Should I take you know, Odell Beckham if he's there at the 10th pick? And I always tell everybody, you can't go into the draft with a preset plan of I'm going to take this position or I'm going to take this player because mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen. One of the expert league drafts I just did over the weekend, Julio Jones was the second pick off the board. Antonio Brown didn't go till pick six. That, I've never seen that. Ha I, I, like I told you, 12, 12 drafts already. And I've never seen that happen where Antonio Brown went after Julio Jones. You just never know what people in your draft are going to do. So, you just got to take the best value that's there on the board. And often I like to get a running back at least in the first two rounds. But even if I don't get a running back till round three, I'm not going to be mad if it's the best value. If I come out of the first two rounds with Des Bryant and Marion Thomas, I'm going to be okay that I didn't take a running back till round three. So I will absolutely load up on running back and wide receiver, but I'm not going to go position specific because that's when you miss value and that's when you overdraft players and that's not how you win a league so you got to let the draft come to you 
Uh, and then, of course, if there's a tie break, if you got two or three guys you really like, I will lean towards running back because it is harder to find running backs these days, especially ones uh, like even a Mark Ingram on the Saints, who's going to get so much of the workload. You just don't see that as often these days. Absolutely. And the other thing that I came across last night that I kind of tussled with is the QB running back situation. Say like an Aaron Rodgers and an Eddie Lacy. Do you pair those two together on the same team, or are you one of those guys that avoids having the same quarterback and running back from the same team? I, I don't just – I would say I don't mind it. I would try to avoid it if I could. If I was breaking a tie, again, similar to what we talked about before, if it was the fact that I drafted Eddie Lacy and Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck were both sitting there, I would definitely take Andrew Luck just to avoid that because – it's the same as wide receiver and quarterback. As much as you can see that huge boost, if you get Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks, you can see some huge games. You get Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb, same thing. You can go through all these teams and say it. Uh, but you can get some huge games. But if they're shut down for a week, you're getting hit at two spots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, It's a little less risky when you get the quarterback and running back because if you're getting shut down in the passing game, whereas the receivers making you get hit twice, sometimes the running game can still be effective. Or maybe they're running – out the clock because they're they have a huge lead so i'm a little less afraid of getting the same quarterback and running back the same team but again it really comes down to a tie break situation i will take the best player available unless you know i have an option of somebody who's of equitable talent really but i will never i will never pair up three i'll put it that way i would never take aaron Rodgers, eddie lacy and randall cobb because now uh, you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot if they have an off week and you might as well throw that game out the window Absolutely, I agree with you there. Um, Jake, uh, tight end position, usually you don't really go for the tight end position until later on, but you have Rob Gronkowski that everyone really likes. He's been taking pretty early in some of these drafts. How early is it worth taking Gronkowski? First round. You can take him at the back end of the first round. Actually, That's why I really like the 10th, 11th pick this year, even 9th maybe. Uh, generally, I always prefer like a top four pick every year. If I could yeah, I get that question a lot, what pick would you prefer if you could pick because we have – some leagues that, you know, they auction out the picks or do a raffle and, mm-hmm. or, you know, any type of thing like that. But I really like getting Gronkowski at the end of the first round and coming right back around, knowing I can get a top-end running back or wide receiver to pair with him. I, I wouldn't take him early in the first round because then you just don't know what's going to be late in the second. But he's that good that if you take his numbers and you put him over to wide receiver, you're talking about a wide receiver one. And if you're taking a wide receiver one in that range, why not be Gronkowski who – gives you an enormous edge. I mean, we're talking about three or four points per game, per week, advantage over the second-place guy at tight end, which is right now Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson being third. Uh, it's such a leg up, especially PPR, too. Even with Tom Brady potentially still missing the first four games, Gronkowski's going to put up numbers no matter who's at quarterback. And it's such an edge that you just don't have to worry about playing that game at tight end of, do I draft somebody in that second tier or do I just wait and fix a match like I do at quarterback later on? So I love him. End of the first round, I will take him there, even though a lot of people don't they don't get excited about saying, wow, I just took a tight end with the first pick. Right. Yeah, but Gronk's a different story, though. So I get what you're yeah, saying there. He's not, he's not really your typical tight end. Absolutely. Um, another trend that I usually uh, see, and it's kind of tough, is when you start worrying about the defense and the kicker, usually I try to go with the kicker last, of course. But when that first defense gets picked pretty early – is it how early do you start picking the defense if they start going off the board real quickly? Is it time to panic and just grab one, or is it still smart to kind of wait till the very end to grab your defense? Well, you sit back and chuckle at the people taking the defense early because 
as great as the Seahawks defense was, it wasn't even the number one. It actually wasn't even close to being the number one defense last year, fantasy wise. And that's the that's the big thing that sometimes people don't get it. I'm not saying they're they're dumb. Don't really get me wrong there. I'm just saying they don't get the concept that connected to between the football and fantasy. Is yes, the Seahawks were the best defense in the league by far last year, mm-hmm. but they weren't the best fantasy defense. The Eagles, who actually gave up a decent amount of points, were the best fantasy defense because they scored touchdowns, got a lot of turnovers. So to take the Seahawks early, I think is a mistake. Take your defense early is a mistake. I wouldn't take them until the second to last round. And yeah, you might not get the one you want. Uh, maybe you're targeting the Rams or the Bills. Those are some that are at the top. The Houston Texans with that defensive line. So those are teams that people are going to want. But at the same time, you can say, look at the Indianapolis Colts in their first couple games to start the season this year. That Those are great matchups from a defensive standpoint where you just don't need to draft the defense because we see so many changes in the offseason, whether it's coaching, free agents, injuries, schemes. You just can't say – like, I, I really don't like strength of schedule for fantasy purposes because you can look at a team and say, oh, this team gave up a ton of rushing yards last year. They gave up 30 points a game. But this year, it's a completely different story and they could be at the top of the league because we know what parity in the NFL is like. So, to, to do that with defense, not only going against them, but to draft your defense with how varied their scoring could be from year to year, I think is a mistake. So, like I said, I, I just I laugh when you see the Seahawks going in, like, round eight mm-hmm. because I'm just going to wait and take my defense. Maybe round 14 if you really want somebody and you're good at your team. But uh, otherwise, I'm doing defense around 15, kicker in round 16. All right, fair enough. Before I let you go, I'll, by the way, we're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Let's start with some Saints. Um, a lot of people rate quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers based on tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three. Not sure how you rate yours as far as tiers, but let's go with like Drew Brees, Barking Gum, Brandon Cooks, those three. Um, where would you fit them as far as tiers is concerned, and uh, where would you be drafting those guys? It seems like Brandon Cooks is a guy that's really on the rise in fantasy drafts. Yeah, his stock is definitely rising up. And actually, uh, over on the website tomorrow, I'll have the whole preseason preview on the NewOrleansSeeds.com to basically break down all this type of stuff, even meet more in-depth of the players behind them, too. So look for that. But Drew Brees, I think he's in Tier 2 just because, you know, Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers have just kind of gone so far ahead with how much they pass. And we used to say that about Drew Brees, but as we know, watching this team, they're moving more towards the running game. You can't take away Jimmy Graham and Kenny Stills, and they still expect Drew Brees to throw for close to 5,000 yards and mid-30s touchdowns. That being said, I still have him projected in the upper 4,000 and around 30 touchdowns. I don't think we're going to see a huge drop-off. Mm-hmm. But where you're talking about Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers in the second round for a lot of people, I think Brees, Manning, and Wilson are in that second tier where they're probably third, fourth round. Uh Again, I like to take my quarterbacks a little bit later, but if you're going to want Drew Brees on your team, especially if you're playing with a lot of Saints fans, you're probably going to have to take him in the third round, maybe fourth round at the latest. But I think he's worth it because no matter what that team is, he's, he's you know people always say about Aaron Rodgers, he'll pass to anybody, make anybody good. Same thing. And as you mentioned, uh, we'll come back to running backs, but Drew, Brandon Cooks, obviously – right back with his rapport with Drew Brees from what we saw from last season, even looking better than anybody would have thought because he's not just catching all the passes over the middle of the field. He's caught a couple 20-yards downfield, which if you add a deep game to Brandon Cooks, wow, he's he's in store for a huge season. I already had him on the cusp of being a wide receiver one 
in that second slash third tier, depending on where you break off. In a PPR league, I have him even a little bit higher, obviously, because we're talking about somebody who could easily catch 100 balls this year because of the changes I just talked about with Jimmy Graham gone, obviously. Uh, Cooks is going to be the focal point of that offense. So I think Cooks, if you really want him, you're going to have to draft him around, I'd say, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hill, that kind of range. That's that's the second tier of wide receivers, and I think he has that kind of – I wouldn't be surprised if Cooks is a top ten wide receiver this year. And I think also for Marcus Colson, he's still a wide receiver three that too many people are writing off just because he's in the later stage of his career. He's very productive last season for what you talk about with the concerns that he had. So I think you look at this season, I think he's an underrated wide receiver three because they're going to need him, and they're going to need a red zone presence, and he's still a very good one. And then, like I said, come back to running back, Mark Ingram on the cusp of being an RB1. I think the tier one guys would be your Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacy, those big, big names. But as soon as you start talking about DeMarco Murray with his new situation, Matt Forte, now that Mark Tressman's gone, Jeremy Hill, Mark Ingram deserves to be in the conversation with all those guys, especially, as I mentioned, moving towards the running game a little bit more. He's a lock for over 1,000 yards. He should probably get close to 10 rushing touchdowns. And, He'll be involved in the passing game even a little bit more this year, even with C.J. Spiller in the fold, just because Drew Brees needs those options to pass through. So I think this team's loaded with options for, again, it was like, it's, like it's been for the past couple of years, which is really nice to see. Absolutely. And you said tomorrow you'll have your full preseason um, article on NewOrleansSaints.com? Yeah, we'll have the full preseason article. It'll be up every Wednesday on NewOrleansSaints.com, and then every Thursday we'll actually have a podcast to break down the waivers and all this type of stuff, basically everything you and I talk about even more in an entire hour's worth. Fantastic. That's good stuff from Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. And like you said, we'll have him on every Tuesday throughout the season to help you with your fantasy needs from New Orleans Saints and from everyone around the NFL. Jake, uh, good start, my friend, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, let's just keep it going through all 17 weeks, right? Absolutely. Should be fun. That was our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. This is Quincy Pondexter, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
All right, good show today. I'm not just saying that because I hosted it. I thought there were some great guests today. Big thanks to Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Got all the fantasy advice I need for my other two drafts. And I cannot believe he has 17 fantasy football teams. He said he's already drafted 12 of them. He has five more. I can barely keep up with three, but I guess uh, this is why they pay him the big bucks. 17 fantasy football teams, geez. And uh, also a big thanks to Jason Cole from Bleach Report. Good stuff today um, on the NFL. More NFL talk throughout the week. Tomorrow, Sean will be back in the hosting chair. He'll have uh, some Saints players from practice today, so we'll hear from them before the team heads to Green Bay. Tomorrow is a travel day, and then Thursday's the final game of the preseason for the Saints as they take on the Green Bay Packers. And on Thursday, we'll have Wayne Larravee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, on to preview the game. And uh, I believe we'll also have John DeShazer on the preview Saints and Packers. So uh, lots to get to. And again, be sure to log on to NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app for everything involving roster moves and um, practice sound and player sound and much more. Before I let you go here, um, just a Quick thing, if you are uh, the Pelicans are looking for an energetic, reliable, and hardworking Pelicans fans to audition for the 2015-16 Swoop Troop Interactive Squad. The auditions are Saturday, September 12th, so you have about a week and a half to prepare at the Pelicans Practice Facility, 5800 Airline Drive. From 1 to 2 p.m. is registration. Auditions begin at 2 p.m. Wear athletic attire and non-marking sneakers. Show your Pelicans spirit. And, uh, again, for more information, you can log on to pelicans.com. But uh, spread the word. If you know anyone that's looking to join uh, the Pelican Swoop Troop uh, interactive squad, um, have them come to the auditions on Saturday. We'll kind of remind you throughout the rest of this week and next week. But make sure you go check that out as Pelican season is right around the corner. We'll start more Pelicans talk after Labor Day here. Some of the players will be back in town. And uh, before you know it, training camp begins at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Again, Sean will be back tomorrow. Hope you enjoy this edition of the Black and Blue Report. Again, if you have any guests you want to hear, be sure to tweet us at Black Blue Report or myself at D Salerson, or you can also tweet Sean at Sean Kelly Live. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y. That's how you spell his last name. And also um, radio at pelicans.com is an email um, that you can um, email us at. So and also, don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just cl- search Black and Blue Report, click the subscribe button, and the show will be sent to you every day, whether it's your tablet or your mobile device. The show will be sent to you every day, and you can hear it um, whenever you want. It's no appointment radio. So I hope you uh, enjoyed today's show, and thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Thank you.